World War Covid. From Weapon World to Peace World. Learner, begin. The people of the sea, what mystery. Think of humanity as a giant class of sex-starved, heterosexual commando applicants, male and female. They do not understand anything significant, they just get shuttled down in human corridors of military bureaucracy. Earth is their barracks, classroom, and very lethal obstacle course. Every other sex orientation is free to come along for the ride. Death is an equal opportunity employer. Even though each class can be whittled down to a few mating pairs, everyone else killed on the obstacle course, they will reproduce the next generation of commando applicants. Do this for 50,000 years or more. Perhaps to total extinction from time to time, then reseed human mating pairs. Do this, with intermittent civilizations, for millions of years or more. I presuppose the commando school has a non-human command staff. Who else but those assholes would make such monstrous arrangements for humanity? Okay. Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mew. The younger Dryas ice floods drowned them and their old world. And we forgot them. Simply, like the way we think. Highland survivors eventually recovered on the med. They evolved from primitive, Stone Age specialists into Bronze Age city dwellers and sophisticated maritime traders. An international network of nautical commerce slowly built up and flourished. It was based on copper, tin, and arsenic, worth their weight in gold if properly smelted into bronze, the weapon of mass destruction of the age. This arms race among kings was supplemented by their trade in anything else, furs, timber, slaves, precious stones, gold, and silver, amber, wine, olive oil, anything locally produced or value-added, but rare, and more valuable elsewhere. No matter how backward he was, a tribal chief could trade naked slaves for beads and wine. Win-win, profits for all who did not get in the way, death for the others. A powerful trade network extended from the Indian Ocean to the North Sea and perhaps beyond. It was a leaky, heterogeneous cartel, often in violent competition or open warfare with itself, as long as profits accrue overall. Actually, it is much more coherent and focused than local kingdoms it had miraculously pacified, that depended on it for long-range trade and diplomacy. Think of those city-states as colonial interpose and banana republics. The cartel preferred fortified island bases offshore, pick an island in the Met and fortify it. It benefited from market monopoly, commerce management, and law enforcement near and far. It had many merchant and naval vessels, fortified ports and harbors, marine units to practice piracy against competitors and defend from such. Its commercial agents were honored guests in every port. Merchant or fleets required a yearly infusion of thousands of new oarsmen slaves. Thus, tens of millions of slaves would be kidnapped from med coastlines and towns for the next thousand years. From Africa and Europe to China, almost everyone caught up by civilization became a slave. The next series of eco-catastrophes triggered the collapse of med trade. Most likely widespread drought and famine, easy enough to tabulate from Mediterranean tree rings. Or volcanic winters, or shotgun blasts of asteroids, or commerce spread plague, or earthquake tsunami, or intermittent, soul-destroying combinations thereof. When dependent economies collapsed from the catastrophes listed above, what happened to this sophisticated trade network? No one just rolled over and died if they could help it. The cartel switched from mixed barter to pure piracy to feed its shriveling bottom line. The same assets that promoted trade were transformed into those that ripped off anything not nailed down, killed or recruited every local who got in the way. Nothing much needed to be invented. There were boats aplenty, a very hungry population to recruit as officers, marines, and rowboat slaves, intelligence agents to spy out military weakness and exploit local quislings. 
no one and nothing was safe from the cartel's grasp. The sea people did not come from one country, race, or city-state, they came from every source of peaceful trade. Cartel marines were big, called giants, because they were handpicked from fearsome warriors along those shores, similarly equipped and uniformed as corporate-sponsored marines. No disaster-weakened state could resist their assault landings, almost always raids, almost never invasions. Cartel agents within city walls would open the gates by night and let marines slip in quietly to kill, sack and burn. They left nothing standing once embarked for their next target. If any town repopulated itself and rebuilt, they came back and knocked it down until the peace of death reigned. Such economic cannibalism cannot long endure. As coastal cities burned, smaller and poorer settlements remained to be taken. The cartel's marines ran out of lucrative targets. They failed their desperate invasion of Egypt, the last fat cow left alive in the med. Defeated, they fell apart and went home to starve. Survivors tended their flocks and gardens in the relative safety of coastal cliffs. Thus ends the mystery of the sea people. Nowadays, the West runs on a similar mix of cartels based on fossil fuels, weapons, drugs, slaves for sex and body parts, money laundering, organized crime and a pell-mell of other trades. During the next pulse of global disaster and economic decline, they will convert their assets in the same manner, from the commerce of profit to profiteering from chaos. Brace yourself. This is not going to be fun for anyone but psychopaths, rich cartel members included. Ah. For the good old days of mostly talk talk talk, not war war war. Comment. Mark Mulligan at Comcast.net